What is going on, Pooge Crew? Thank you for being here for episode 118 of the Pooji Podcast. First and foremost, please like, subscribe this channel, comment your thoughts, opinions on the topic, as well as your score predictions below. This week, we're going to be going through the Atlanta Falcons-Jacksonville Jaguar matchup coming up week 12 following Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving holiday, maybe an extended weekend, some Black Friday shopping maybe some Cyber Monday. I know people like to shop online these days, but whatever you do, enjoy your weekend and enjoy some of these thoughts coming up on week 12, Atlanta versus Jacksonville in what is looking to be one of the uh, probably most least marquee games of Sunday, but in my opinion, could be one of the most entertaining considering these two teams are about as similar as they come statistically. Real quick, Jaguars versus 49ers in week 11, uh, did not deliver to our expectations. I believed it was going to be a 24 to 20 game, 30 to 10 in favor of San Francisco, their fourth straight victory against Jacksonville in uh, Jacksonville. Now, Owen three against the NFC West this season. They do still have the Rams coming up. I believe that will fall to Owen four eventually this season, but nonetheless, just an ugly start for the Jaguars. My keys to the game included James Robinson getting his work in. That did not happen. 12 carries for 29 yards. He did sneak a touchdown in at the very end, but the Jaguars game flow looked off the entire time. And it wasn't even like the 49ers defense was that suffocating. It it literally just looked like the offense was incompetent, poor play calling, Uh, seven total drives in the game for the Jaguars. And the first five started as follows, a run for negative one yard, a fumble, a run for one yard to open the second half, three straight incompletions, and then a run for two yards. That is not how you want to start drives if you're a 2-7 and team, which is now 2-8. and eight. It doesn't set your offense up for success at all, especially with rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence already struggling as it is to get, on, get in sync with some of his players. Uh, halfway through the second quarter in this game, uh, the 49ers had 34 plays to the Jaguars four and had a time of possession of just shy of 20 minutes. And the Jaguars had one minute and 43 seconds of time of possession, about 22 minutes into this game. So uh, take that for what it is. We have the Falcons coming up, which I think should be a little bit of an easier matchup. That's not to say this is a guaranteed win by any means, but there's a lot to look at in this matchup. And when I started diving into the statistics for this matchup and started looking at some of the matchups, I couldn't really find a differentiator. I always look to find kind of like an X factor in these types of games. And really the only X factor is Matt Ryan versus Trevor Lawrence. Matt Ryan has uh, about decade plus experience on Trevor Lawrence. But other than that, uh, these teams are as similar as they come statistically. When you look at what the Jaguars have done recently, it's not been good, especially for Trevor Lawrence. Let me go through some statistics. 16 of 25 for 158 yards. 6.3 yards per attempt in week 11 for an 81.8 quarterback rating. That is not good for the season. 58.4% eight touchdowns, nine interceptions and 2,100 yards for the rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, only averaging 214 yards per game with an average of 72.8 quarterback rating. So we definitely need to see him step up and this could be an opportunity to do so as the Falcons pass defense ranks towards the bottom in almost every category, including quarterback rating 106.2%. That ranks 31st in the NFL in 70.3 completion percentage, which ranks tied with the Jets at 29th in the NFL. A.J. Terrell is the bright spot for this pass defense for the Atlanta Falcons. He is solidifying himself as a top 10 cornerback in this league, but he is just on a bad defense. A cornerback, we've seen it in Jacksonville, 
with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye, you can only do so much as the rest of your defense allows you to do. And unfortunately for him, the rest of the defense does not hold up their end of the bargain. The Falcons have four interceptions on the year and eight forced fumbles. Dante Fowler leads the way in sacks with 2.5 sacks on the season for the defense pass rush. And the rush defense in week 11 was very susceptible to the Patriots' uh, running game. They allowed 134 yards on 30 carries, 4.5 yards per carry. And they're allowing 4.2 yards per carry on the season compared to the Jaguars, who are just allowing about 3.4 yards per carry. That ranks about third in the NFL. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Falcons are 1-3 in in their last four games. They're coming off a 25-0 zero loss against the Patriots on Thursday night, excuse me, 25 to zero following a 43 to three stomping by the Cowboys. So in the last two weeks, this team has been outscored about 68 to three. I believe it is 68 to three. The Falcons have lost the last two games. Now the Jaguars do not present as much of a challenge to the Falcons as the Cowboys or the Patriots do. Uh, nonetheless, both these teams are viewing this game as an opportunity to get out of a two-game losing streak. The Jaguars beat the Bills two weeks ago with the uh, Falcons beating the Saints two weeks ago in a close one, 27-25 there. So it's going to be an interesting one to watch. We'll have to see what Matt Ryan can put together against this Jaguars pass defense, which ranks 29th in quarterback rating, 103.5 rating to opposing quarterbacks, and 71.8 completion percentage to opposing quarterbacks, which is 31st in the league. So again, going back to the statistics, these teams defensively, at least as far as the pass defense goes, are extremely similar. The Jaguars even have the same four interceptions as the Falcons do. The Jaguars pass rush is not that great either. As much as we like to talk about the Jaguars front seven, they do only have 19 sacks this season, which is tied for 28th and they're 25th in quarterback hits. And the Falcons... In week 11, let's see, they allowed four sacks to Matt Ryan in 12 quarterback hits. And Matt Ryan has not been that spectacular over his last four games, just three touchdowns and six interceptions. Now he is missing Calvin Ridley, and I'm sure the Falcons are missing Julio Jones, who they lost this offseason. But interestingly enough, Calvin Ridley played five games this season. He stepped away after week seven, and he is still third on this team in receiving yards. So that kind of tells you, All you need to know, uh, Cordero Patterson missed week 11 against the Patriots. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get him back. He's questionable. He went out week 10 against the Cowboys with an ankle injury, but he accounts for 24% of Atlanta's total offensive yards and 37% of Atlanta's offensive touchdowns. This is a team that got shut out in week 11. They looked lost without Cordero Patterson. Those rank, he has 100 He has 303 rushing yards, which is first on the team, and 473 receiving yards, which is second on the team, only to Kyle Pitt. So if Cordero Patterson is not in this game, the Jaguars, that's a huge advantage for the Jaguars as the Falcons will be running out Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman, who have not lived up to their expectations with Atlanta. Mike Davis coming over from Carolina. He has not been what they expected him to be, but they found some magic in Cordero Patterson. That's something to keep an eye on if he will play or not. Now, as far as Kyle Pitts go, he is one of the best tight ends in the league right now, but he is on one of the worst offenses. So keep that in mind. Right now, he's seventh in the league receiving uh, receptions by tight ends with 43, and that comes off of 69 targets, and he is third in yardage of, of any all the tight ends with 635 yards 
only behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews and just ahead of Darren Waller. However, he does only have one touchdown. So he only has one touchdown, and this is a Jaguars team that's only allowed 10 receiving touchdowns this season. So uh, I don't expect Kyle Pitts to find the end zone in this one, but I do think he can help them move the ball a bit into uh, plus territory for the Falcons. Um, this this Falcons offense, 23rd in the league in yards per play versus the Jaguars defense, 22nd in the league yards per play. Jaguars offense is 26th in yards per play as far as yardage goes. And the Falcons defense is 20th in yards per play. So the Falcons are uh, a favorite by one point. They are a road favorite as things stand right now. But I think the difference maker could be James Robinson in this one. And I feel like I could put that on a reel on this podcast because that is the Jaguars offense this season. 5.1 yards per carry, 63.1 yards per game, and seven total touchdowns. Obviously, that performance against the 49ers in Week 11 is not doing his statistics any great deal of uh, positivity. However, he is going to be the factor in this one. The Falcons run defense, uh, the Falcons running the ball, excuse me, they only allow, uh, they only have 3.54 yards per carry and four rushing touchdowns. So the Jaguars have the advantage on the ground with James Robinson. If they can get him moving, it will be difficult to watch this game play out the same way it might against the 49ers did. Um, the, the Jaguars cannot get the offense flowing. They cannot get into a game flow. However, I feel like this matchup could be a little bit better and a little bit of a confidence builder for the Jaguars. Now, looking at some of the betting trends in this one, both teams are four and six against the spread. Um, however, the Falcons fail to cover the spread by an average of 8.2 points per game. And the Jaguars are only failing to cover the spread by 4.4 points per game. So I think that Falcons number is a little bit skewed by a 40-point loss to the Cowboys and a 25-point loss to the Patriots. Uh, And the Jaguars obviously beating the Bills as 16-point underdogs is definitely helping their number out. The Jaguars are only 1-4 against the spread at home this year, and the Falcons are 3-2 against the spread on the road, including covering as a road favorite this year. So the Falcons have the advantage against the spread there. And as far as over-under goes, 10 games, the Falcons are split. Five games have hit the over, five games have hit the under 50%. But for the Jaguars, 80% of their games have hit the under, which is the second highest rate in the NFL. And I expect that trend to continue. I think the Jaguars-Falcons game hits the under here, and I don't expect many points in this game at all. These two teams rank near the bottom when it comes to total touchdowns and when it comes to uh, scoring in general. So expect that trend to continue, do I think the Jaguars can get to 3-8 and eight in this game? I do believe they can. It really comes down to what offensive weapon can play the bigger role. Can it be Matt Ryan finding his rhythm, or will it be James Robinson finding his rhythm? I don't expect them to put much pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I think it's been proven that the play calling has not been catered towards Trevor Lawrence's success, which is a whole nother video I would have to make to talk about the offensive play calling when it comes to the Jaguars. But I expect this game to be a 27, uh, not 27, excuse me, a 23-20 type game. And it's going to come down to a late field goal and almost whoever has the ball last in this one. And I'm going to say the Falcons pull this one out 23 to 20. Unfortunately, it pains me to go against the Jaguars, but they just have not put things on tape on tape in the last two weeks that lead me to believe they can get this victory. In fact, they've been down 17 to zero in both of their last two games. And if that happens again, I find it very difficult for them to make that deficit up. 
through the ground. If they have to lean on Trevor Lawrence in this passing offense who just lost Jamal Agnew, uh, Dan Arnold had zero targets against the 49ers. That's quite unacceptable. And that just shows you how, uh, I guess, uh, Manella this or how vanilla this pass offense is. As soon as a defense secondary uh, linebacking core can adjust to the Jaguars offense, they don't know what to do. They were covering Dan Arnold. They weren't able to get him open. Zero targets in week 11 versus the 49ers. Jaguars will run out Chenault, who had five catches for 50 yards in week 11 against the 49ers, as well as Marvin Jones, who I believe had four catches for 51 yards. And then you're going to be looking at Laquan Treadwell. Maybe John Brown gets out there. Maybe Tavon Austin as well, who muffed a punt in week 11. Um, So losing Jamal Agnew could be big for the special teams, but we'll see if the Jaguars can try and make up for it on the ground with James Robinson. So thank you for tuning in to the Falcons versus Jaguars preview. Again, I have Falcons 23 to 20 in this one over the Jaguars as a one point road favorite. The Falcons are. So let me know what your thoughts are. Put your score predictions below. Would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this game and what you think can happen. And remember all of this could change if Cordero Patterson ends up playing on Sunday. That will be a difference maker if Cordero Patterson suits up. However, as of today, Wednesday, he has not practiced this week. He will likely have to practice either Thursday or Friday before suiting up on Sunday. If he does not play, huge advantage to the Jags. If he does play, that is going to cause some problems if he's fully healthy. So until next time, thanks for tuning in to episode 118 of the Pooji Podcast. Leave your thoughts below. Subscribe to the channel. Find us on Instagram at the Pooji Podcast, Twitter at Pooji Podcast, and on Facebook as well, the Pooji Podcast. Go enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat lots of turkey. Watch lots of football. I know everyone's excited for the Lions-Bears 12 o'clock matchup on Thursday. That's a great one to sleep to before uh, feasting on some Thanksgiving food. But most importantly, go make this world a better place and take care.